What's going on, Nuggets Nation? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nuggets podcast. In this episode, Mike and I talk about the Nuggets winning five in a row at home and then losing at Dallas. We talk about some players playing extremely well. We talk about the Michael Porter Jr. injury and much more. Enjoy the pod and go Nuggets. Man, obviously, like Nuggets pretty hot during that uh, five-game home stretch. And then obviously, you know, we lost last night. It never feels good to lose. What what did you think after that game last night? Were you like upset about it or was it just like nah because you know, we had just rattled off five in a row? No, I we were playing with house money last night, um, especially once we found out that, you know, we'd be missing thrill in the starting lineup um for the second game in a row. Um, we already beat them. On the one hand, it was it was good, you know, like winning that wins the season series and that can be big against a team like Dallas. But on the other hand, like, I don't know, the only thing that I was really mad about at the end is there was that point when there was like 159 left and we called a timeout and they had just gone up 11. And I really wanted Malone to pull the starters and do the right thing, like, especially with all the injuries we have. And like, we kept our starters in like the whole rest of the game. I just thought that was like, that was pretty dumb we weren't going to come back. Like you could just feel it, you know, like there was no, I mean, Jeff green didn't start the game with energy. So I, you know, didn't expect him closing to finish it with any energy. Um, But yeah, no, like I, I didn't care about the loss so much as just like, it sucks when you try and you lose, like, cause it feels like we could have not tried last night and like, that would have been, you know, fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything. I think he definitely should have pulled the starters at that point. But what can you do? Yeah, and then with Jeff, that was a weird one. Like, I I feel like there should be some sort of unwritten rule that if you're 35 or above, you don't play on the second night of a back to back. And we did that with Millsap in the past, and obviously, like because of the injuries, um, plus Zeke not not being able to fill in last night, I think. Jeff kind of had to play, and so I, I don't even like the uh, our other big uh, Peter. Is, is name, his name can't be Peter, right? Peter Cornelli. Peter, but like, is it pronounced Peter? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Cornelli <laughs> is right either. The version I mean, of, I, of Peter is. <laughs> I could um, just he, be like, yeah. He's in the G League, so I don't. I yeah, I don't think he's like traveling with the team or anything. So yeah, there was really no no choice. But man, Jeff's had uh, Jeff's had a, a pretty good run of games. But yeah, last night he uh, eighteen minutes and he was zero for two from the field. Dude, with, it was uh, a stinker on both sides. With three rebounds, like, yeah. I remember our our third possession down, and he was just walking down the court, like didn't even bother getting set up on the wing to like help draw away defenders. Like it was just like, dude, this is the third possession and go back down on the other end. And I don't know if, it, I don't remember if it was like an easy layup or a missed closeout. It was just like, boy, yeah. we just started. And it was an uphill battle for him, no doubt. So, so I was actually looking at the second half stats um, for the whole game, 32 minutes, uh, one for four, and then four total rebounds, uh, actually five total rebounds. So, yeah, definitely not the output you're looking for 
really a lot of the second half, the offense was kind of stagnant. I mean, we only had six total assists in the second half. Uh, turnovers were low. We only had four turnovers in that half. But yeah, just like not a lot of movement. And we were just relying on, you know, Jokic to to really go off like he did. Um, but he just needed like a little bit of support. And I would have liked to have seen a little bit less Austin Rivers in the second half and a little bit more really anyone else off the bench, uh, whether it be, you know, Bones. He only got six minutes the second half. Bull, uh, who only, he had a really good first half, only got three minutes in the second half. PJ Dozier, um, he could have taken those minutes as well. So, yeah, I don't think there's like, there's not anything that's like concerning from that game from like a trend standpoint. Um, oh, I also would have liked to have seen a little bit more Monte uh, handling the ball. Like I feel like he had a really good game and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of like a one, two, uh, a little bit more of a two man game between him and Jokic. But yeah. What what are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah. I, I think that like since Monte was the only other person like really really showing out in the starting lineup. Uh, I think that it was easy for them to kind of shut that down a little bit, especially the way they were doubling Jokic. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't like your Austin Rivers, like slander. He had his best game of the season. Um, he made 150% of the amount of threes he had made all season in one game. So definitely shout out Austin Rivers. Your shot is back. Welcome back. And love to see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was three for six from three on the game. And yeah, so he had only made. He had only made two going two in. Two going into the game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a a solid game for sure. With him, I, I feel like he's just one of those guys that, you know, he comes in and makes a couple threes. And you almost have to just like count your blessings at that point and and not not keep rolling with them i don't know it i i just like i love i i really like austin rivers um i'm just like not a huge fan of his game but that's okay sounds like personal grind <laughs> all right uh i'm trying to think anything else from this game obviously like gotta mention Bull Bull uh, getting, I think, what was like his first real rotational minutes since coming into the NBA outside of the bubble, I believe. And yeah, he um, he looked pretty good. He had a, a good block. He was three for five from the field. He's just he's one of those guys that is he just makes things like awkward and maybe a little bit difficult for the other team because you don't really know how to guard him. And with him being like seven feet two, obviously he's going to be a good finisher around the rim. He's just one of those guys you you throw out there when you want to, you know, get weird. And I'm a proponent of him getting more playing time. I don't think he should be in like the full rotation, but I do think that there are situations that uh, throwing him out there is going to make us better, and we saw that in the first half. Yeah, he looked he looked pretty good. Um, definitely, it seemed like a complete performance, good on uh, offense, uh, especially like 
you know, much better at, at passing to other people, looking to get other people open. I think he could have had a few more assists if people would have just knocked down the open looks he had created for them. Um, second half, when we were in disarray, uh, it was just too much to have him on the court when we were already kind of messed up. So uh, he didn't look good, and then his stint was kind of sh- cut short, you know. Um, yeah. But that wasn't necessarily, like, his fault. But he wasn't also, like, a potential solution. I think when things are that going that south, you don't put in, like, your your weird, you know, hybrid player or whatever. Like, or maybe that is the time. But I just, it just didn't seem like, uh, like he was the answer in the second half, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the second half, it really just seemed like Dallas had crazy momentum. And it really felt inevitable for them to go on that run. Like, I... With the sec, well, also in, you know, it was only for uh, just under four minutes, but there was a stint where we had, you know, all five reserves in at the same time, which was PJ, J Mike, Bull, Bones, and Faku, which I think, other than, you know, big leads when we've had uh, the last few games, it's really been like the first time when we've had like a full bench unit. And I think that was definitely like a little bit of a misstep from Malone, just because the way the momentum was swinging, I would have liked to have seen, um, you know, Aaron Gordon or someone else in there to, to just like settle the ship a little bit. Uh, but you I mentioned, Jokic, I think Jokic played the whole third quarter. I, I don't know what, what else Malone could have done. I, I just think this was kind of, a, this was just kind of a lost cause. Yeah. Yeah, it it probably was. I mean, obviously, you know, missing Jamal, missing Michael Porter Jr., missing Barton, and then uh, Zeke, who had broken into the lineup um, last game, uh, missing. Don't you know, forget, Bones like twisted his ankle and was out during yeah. his regularly scheduled minutes too, and then didn't necessarily look the same the whole rest of the game. Um, so you know, I mean, there was. So there's a lot to come back from on the second night of a back-to-back too. It just, you know, when the shots didn't fall in the third quarter, that was kind of, that was a wrap. Yeah. Bones, he was hobbling on it a little bit in the second half as well. I, I think he'll be fine, but I would expect on Thursday uh, that he'll be on the injury report just listed as probable. That's my, um, just to kind of acknowledge that, you know, he did tweak his ankle Hopefully, you know, it's nothing serious and we don't lose anyone else because we, we really can't afford to. And these uh, these two days off here have, have come at a pretty needed time. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that five-game homestand. So we won five in a row, starting with the Rockets in a, in a tight game. Um, Blew out the Heat, beat the Pacers in a tight game, um, beat the Hawks in, it was kind of a blowout for parts of the game and then ended up being like relatively close, beat them by nine, and then finished it off with uh, blowing out the Blazers without Dame uh, Sunday night. So yeah, really good uh Really good stretch there of home, you know, five home games, five home wins. And, you know, it's good to see Ball Arena, like, kind of 
hopefully it's a trend for this year of it being you know a fortress and so we are we're seven and one at home which is good i think it's been a few years since like we've really dominated at home and yeah i think uh i hope we continue that this year because you know come playoff time like obviously home court advantage and and winning on your home court is huge so i hope i hope that's a trend for the rest of the season what have the vibes been like in the arena the vibes crowd pretty good and stuff pretty loud the crowd the crowd has been good it's been pretty loud uh so obviously nothing is louder than when bobo checks in but weird (laughs) it's it's so man everyone just starts chanting like we want bull it's so cringe and surprisingly like as soon as that chant started against the blazers uh he went and checked in so yeah i guess malone's listening to the crowd now um but (laughs) but yeah yeah it's been a it's been a good crowd i think one of the reasons is because we have been good and I feel like the Nuggets, Nuggets fans, you know, at the stadium tend to be pretty fair weather throughout, you know, at least since I've been a fan and been going to games, it's it seems to be the case. So we'll see, like, once they start, you know, if, if they have games where they aren't playing as well, like if the, hopefully the crowd stays up for it and everything. But yeah, we'll see. Cool. Yeah, so some some things from you know those five games one thing in particular is Jokic just playing absolutely out of his mind i want to say he's top 10 in points and rebounds and then top 20 in assists across the nba so do you i mean from what you've seen mike do you think he's gotten better <laughs> Yeah, I do. I think that he is um he's really like taken on the the leadership and he you know clearly the defense is like playing better and it's you know obvious to anyone watching that they're playing around him um and he's he's had a big impact so far on that end um holding all five of those opponents under 100 points. Um, so yeah, there's, there's like the, that aspect, which was his, you know, the worst part of his game before. Um, and then you look at what he's doing on offense and he's just completely unstoppable in every way. Um, he's still bleeding every game, uh, still not getting a ton of foul calls. Uh, and yet he finds a way to kind of, to always be the best player on the court. Like we, we've yet to watch a game this season except for the uh, the suspension game where he, against the Pacers, that he wasn't the best player on the court. So, you know, we can we continue to see him, you know, like no matter who we're playing, he's the best player. And, and he gives us a chance to win, like even like last night, like we were just talking about. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of assume that he's going to continue to get better. Yeah. Because that's what he's just kept doing. <laughs> It's it's absolutely absurd, to be honest. And, you know, just looking at his stats from this season so far, they're really on par with last season. Like, if you look at some of his averages, he's he's shooting nearly the exact same three-point percentage as last year. So, you know, that's a, that's a big sample size, you know, 38.6% this season, which is incredible. And... 
uh, from two, he he's shooting 66% up from 60% last year. He's getting um, a few fewer free throw attempts per game. And to be honest, I thought that would go up after having an MVP season, but it seems like the trend across the league is they're letting people play a little bit more. And, you know, you can't really complain about that. I personally like to see that, but um, there's definitely times when, I mean, I feel like he gets fouled and it's not called like more than anyone I've ever seen, but I'm biased in that regard. And his his total rebounds are up from 10.8 to 13.8. And I think this is really just as simple as like the Nuggets are playing better defense. So there's more rebounds to be had. I mean, the Nuggets are um, second in in defense across the NBA. And so, yeah, I mean, teams are scoring under 100 points per game on the Nuggets. And so, yeah, obviously there's there's way more rebounds this year um, to be had and, and Nicole is grabbing them. So, yeah, it just looks like he's off to, to another MVP season. Let's move on. I do want to talk a little bit about Bones, our favorite rookie. Yeah, logical next topic. <laughs> Obviously, Bones made his case for, you know, if not being, you know, the the first point guard off the bench, but just like the first player off the bench even uh, eventually. Um, he just played, played out, uh, I think, definitely punching above what we thought he could defensively. Um, definitely the same with like his shot creation for others and passing. Like he's, you know, he's, he's even like assisted multiple times to like Faku, you know, like, I mean, he really, he really was, was creating on offense for, for all, for all of his teammates and for himself, like being able to finish at the rim and, and put in the threes. Um, the vision that he has and, and, you know, limiting his turnovers, like just done an awesome job with the ball. Like I certainly thought, you know, the ceiling for him this year was going to be like, he could be like a two guard off the bench that, that could shoot. And now it's like, you know, he could be our most, like our most complete, uh, you know, guard off the bench or outside of like thrill. So yeah, and that's not to slander, slander uh, Monte at all, who's like played phenomenal uh, as well over this five grade game stretch. But yeah, just like uh, I mean, he just keeps passing every benchmark I thought he would this season, and we're only like fourteen games in, so uh, huge, yeah. hugely excited about Bones. Yeah, I mean, we we knew Bones. I think we knew pretty much immediately that Bones was going to be dope, just because. You know, I saw his highlights and he just seemed it seemed like the transition to the NBA was going to be seamless for him. And then obviously we saw him in the summer league and preseason. It's like, okay, this guy is going to be good. But like you said, I'm I'm most impressed with his poise on the ball. So he's averaging 2.1 assists per game and uh, just 0.8 turnovers. So, you know, more than a two to one ratio there about 2.5 ratio to be exact, um, which from a rookie who's handling the ball as much as him, like you can't really ask for much more than that. And yeah, like you said, he does a really good job at creating for other people. 
I think my, my honestly my most fun game of the year so far has was the um, was the Pacers game when you know Bones Bones had an incredible game in that one and him and Zeke had this like two man game going and Bones created uh, Bones had four assists I think they were all to Zeke for for like easy dunks and creating those open um, creating those easy open looks is so crucial in the NBA, like just getting those easy ones. And so bones, you know, does an exceptional job at, at creating for others. He's shooting 34% from three. And a lot of times like the, the threes that he's taking are a couple steps beyond the three point line, um, which just makes him even harder to guard. And then last, just touching on his defense, I think he's just like a solid, uh, intelligent defender like he doesn't try to overplay doesn't try to do too much he just slides his feet pretty well and uh and keeps his guy in front as best he can so yeah i mean he just seems to be pretty uh pretty developed for a guy that's played you know less than 15 games in the nba so far we love you Bones. the the only other i mean i think like we could just say like you know zeke did a good job in his couple of games you know nothing really beyond that i still you know i still don't think that he necessarily has a clear path to getting into the rotation as long as the greens are healthy um but he definitely like made that case uh that you know he should be considered i do want to go i do want to talk a little bit more about the j mike versus zeke playing time i know you said you wanted to leave it at that but <laughs> i don't necessarily want to um so the the case for Zeke that I'll make is that if you look at I'll take a step back. So I think I think Zeke after that Pacers game, he scored off the bench. Like this is his arguably like his first real minutes he's gotten. Um he scored 19 points on 7 of 10 shooting. He was 2 of 3 from 3, grabbed 5 rebounds, one block and just one foul in uh, 20 minutes. So a really solid game. Like I, in my opinion, I, I think that's good enough to, for him to, to leap Jermichael green in the rotation, at least, um, at least just to give it a try, like the next game. And, and one of the reasons I say that is because Jermichael green hasn't been playing particularly well. Like he's, he, he's trending up, but he started at such a low point that I think he kind of had to, um, he couldn't have, he couldn't have been much worse than he was the first, uh, you know, handful of games this season. But the other reason I think you got, you got to reward guys that when they're given the opportunity, they go out there and they, they step up and they show out because the NBA, it, it, for a lot of these like fringe guys that are, you know, late first rounders, second round picks, G League guys, it's really about taking advantage of the limited opportunities you're given. And we've seen, you know, especially at the power forward position, we've seen guys come into the nuggets and get the opportunity and and not really do anything with it and, you know, they're probably out of the out of the league a couple years later and 
not to say that's going to happen to Zeke or anything. I, I personally don't think so, but I just think you got to reward people for um, for stepping up, and and all it does really is, you know, the next game, say you bench J Mike for Zeke. I think it motivates Jamichael Green even more, and it seems like it's definitely done that with Faku, who was benched for a few games um, for Bones, who who's been playing a lot better um, than Faku, and and Faku kind of came back last game and probably had his best game in a Nuggets uniform. So I think rewarding guys that step up just kind of elevates the team as a whole, in my opinion. Sure, I'm. I hear you. I just disagree with you yeah so obviously with mpj out and i do want to talk about his injury a little bit but with mpj out and assuming bart it it sounds like barton is going to come back right probably thursday i haven't heard anything either way I think he he was at least questionable for last night's game, and it was a game time decision. Okay. So I think given that, that um, hopefully he's back for Thursday's game against the 76ers at home. Let's assume he is back, um, but you still obviously have um, Porter injured. What what would your go to say? You know, Malone went with a five man uh, bench lineup. Kind of where we are at this point in the season. Like, what would your who would be your five off the bench? Bones, who might be questionable. Uh, Austin Rivers, uh, J. Mike. Who else do we have? Oh, PJ. Yeah, I mean, I probably I probably rock with those nine. So no, wait. So no, Austin Rivers or no? I said I said Austin Rivers, PJ Bones, and Jamichael Green. That's four. I'd probably go nine man rotation with those with those nine. And and sub if I can. Who do you think my chance should be, Zeke? Yeah, it just depends on if Malone wants to play four guards or or a more traditional lineup. I think the I think it's either Faku, Zeke, or Bull would be that tenth guy. So would um, you put would you put AR back into the rotation then? Yeah, no doubt. I he's 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 a lock for me. I said that I said that last time, and I'm sticking with it. Like he he has not played himself out of contention. I I I think what he's bringing on the defensive end is is adequate and. Then, like offensively, he either makes shots or he misses. But like as a team, we're not shooting great, so missing shots right now doesn't disqualify you from playing. Yeah. No, I I agree, and I I think the case is obviously there for putting shooters around Bones. Like we we just talked about how he's such a good creator, and not that Austin Rivers is like a lights out um, shooter three-point shooter, but um, he clearly has the ability to knock it down. So, yeah, I, I agree. And, and PJ's been looking better as well from three. So I think Bones, PJ, Austin, and then I personally would go with uh, J. Mike and Zeke. I would probably um, stick with those 10, but 
uh, I think you got to stagger stagger the starters in, um, kind of how we've talked about in the past. Is especially Aaron Gordon. I, I I really like how he looks with uh, with that bench unit. He's been really fun this season. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Aaron Gordon. Um, is there a case to be made there? One, at Defensive Player of the Year. Two, most improved? Or is that is that too much of a stretch? Um, I don't I don't know if that I don't know if about most improved, but I mean, you know, we're we're what like a fifth of the way into the season and he's you know he looks like the best defensive player so yeah i think there is a case to be made for that but um i don't know if that's going to be like good enough to just take away from the people who are going to vote for like rudy gobert no matter what um but yeah i mean he's he's looked great like the fact that he can score 20 points on offense and then guard their the other team's best player like pretty pretty ridiculous um pretty ridiculous workload right now um and his effort has just been phenomenal yeah it is crazy like the the player he's transformed into from his days in Orlando and i i, I don't think you know, most improved is necessarily on the table, especially because I think he's definitely taking like a points per game drop, just playing alongside, you know, better offensive players. But, you know, as far as defensive player of the year goes, it is interesting that almost every year it's given to someone who like fills out the stat sheet on the defensive end. When in reality, um, I think it, I think you should, I think you should look at, how like just take ag for example if you look at the job he's done on every you know every best player that we've gone up against like trey young and some of these guys you know he matches up with them unless it's a center one through four he matches up and you know they're shooting well below their averages well below their regular shooting percentages um, he's just an incredible one-on-one lockdown defender and guys like that aren't really ever considered for defensive player of the year, which I think is a little bit of a shame. I agree with you. He, uh, he definitely deserves consideration, uh, for the amount of the load that he's carrying right now. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just love his energy, um, on both ends. He's averaging like six rebounds a game. Uh, his three-point shot, as we expected, is is improved. He's shooting thirty-three point three percent, which is honestly like that's as good as I could hope for <laughs> on that in that regard. So, yeah, just uh, he's definitely turning into a fan favorite as well, which you love to see. Yeah, anytime you can pull off the headband and good play fans are going to get behind you. Um, but yeah, he's just, I mean, he, him, he's been a monster at the rim on offense. And I think when we were talking about like what, what our ideal like AG would look like before the season, that's kind of like what we had talked about is he turns into a monster at the rim. He defends at a high level. Um, and he's definitely like, he's been better than, than any of our expectations, I think. So 
So that that's great too. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, so one other thing, I guess, in this uh, this five game homestand that I want to talk about, it does seem like our three point percentage is getting a little better. Are you still concerned about the threes, or do you just think we're going to be like a streaky team? I think that we're going to see what we've seen. We're going to see seven. 17 point quarters and we're going to see like 45 point quarters and that's just like that's kind of who the nuggets have been during this whole like Jokic era so um not that it really has anything to do with him it's just like we've just kind of been like that no matter who our personnel is so i just kind of i assume that it's gonna continue to be like that yeah especially with uh you know mpj out it's it is hard to see where the knockdown three threes are going to come from, but I think I think the Nuggets are going to figure it out. We seem to be I think we're a team this year that, well, I guess taking a step back, like the fact that you know we are such a good defensive team this year, it kind of gives us a little bit of a cushion in terms of knocking down you know a lower percentage of threes. So. Um, you know, I don't think anyone really saw this transformation coming from the Nuggets of being a defensive team, but it kind of had to. It kind of had to happen. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It definitely takes the pressure off the shooters a little bit. So the more we defend, the less pressure there's going to be on offense, and hopefully, some more of these shots start falling. Yep. Well, so let's let's just talk briefly on MPJ. Are what what's your concern level? Um, out of ten, like a two. Not two concerned. being like low. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not concerned. Like I like um if they if this was a long term thing, I think that we would know that it was a long term thing. I think if it's like a month long thing, I don't think that's debilitating given the level of production we were really getting from him in the first place um and i'm i'm just not i'm not gonna freak out about it until they tell me otherwise i okay i'm i am right there with you and i think we're in the minority as far as nuggets fans go people seem to be pretty i don't know alarmist about it um you know, media and just like Nuggets Twitter seems to be pretty concerned. I, I mean, if you look at every scenario possible, I don't think there's like we shouldn't, we just shouldn't be concerned. I don't think so. Say, you know, worst case scenario, this is a long term thing. You know, last time Mike had arguably like the most, one of the most serious back injuries you can have, like he had spinal surgery and sat out what a year and a half or so um and and it doesn't seem to be that like we would know by now because i'm sure they've done mris and all that stuff um but even if that was the case like mike's on the books till 2027 and like if he has to sit out a year because of his back i i just don't you know yeah that maybe lowers our our championship uh potential this season but 
Um, I, I don't even necessarily agree with that. I, I do think like, so even if say worst case scenario, Mike's out this season, I think this Nuggets team is still a championship contender. The way Jokic has stepped up his game, Barton has stepped up his game, Aaron Gordon, you know, Monte, we're a better defensive team. We've got Jamal Murray coming back. Like this team is, is still a championship contender in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, the other option is that, it's uh you know it's a day-to-day thing maybe he's out a couple months and you know once he comes back it kind of takes him longer to uh to sync back up with the team and maybe there's some chemistry issues that go along with that but overall i think um as long as the nuggets are kind of able to stay healthy outside of their missing their second third best players i think we're gonna we're gonna be in every game every night um with Nikola Jokic and and the supporting cast around him. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, and there, I mean, the the chemistry issues with Mike have never gone away. Those are like always there. Um, and you know, maybe sitting out helps him see the game differently? Question mark. Like I, I don't know. Like maybe him and Jamal can link up and like start working out together, and they can develop more chemistry during this time. There are like a million different ways that this can go. And until they tell me it's like the worst way, I'm gonna, you know, just think of it as a chance for some of these other guys to to get some clock. Like you know, you want to see Zeke in there. Like this is a good chance for him to noodle his way into minutes or. You know, you want Bones to, like, get a bigger role? Like, this is that chance. Like, you know, it. it's it's just like um, we're in a stretch of the regular season that matters as much as the rest of the regular season, which is to say that it doesn't really matter um, as long as you get enough wins on the board to make yourself a playoff team. Um, we think we're going to do that. So uh, until we start piling up losses, yeah, I'm just not going to really flip out. Agree. Uh, the the other two things I'll say, so you mentioned Jamal. So once he comes back, you know, assuming Mike um, Mike is back by then as well, once you have Jamal, Mike's role changes completely and it changes into something he's more comfortable with, which is being a spot-up shooter. And that's what he's best at. And so I think some of Mike's struggles to start this year were around um, – clearly an injury, but also we're around like him not knowing what, not knowing entirely what his role is on this team. And so once you get Jamal back, you know, that kind of fixes itself. But I do, I, I I just want to, I feel like I have to say this, but I want to speculate slightly on the injury. So, um, obviously, obviously like his back is hurting and, one thing that we had talked about when he was struggling to shoot is, you know, I said I was surprised to see this because of how hard he had worked in the off season. Like I knew, um, you know, I, I know someone that, that trains with him and just from like things I've seen from what the coaching staff said, like he was clearly putting in work in the off season. And I wonder whether, you know, it was, he was maybe doing too much, and he didn't get enough time off to to fully rest. I mean, he's a couple years removed from you know a back injury, and th- seasoned NBA players will tell you how important that the off season is to rest your body and do all these things. And so I wonder if 
you know, that's something that happened with Mike is that he kind of put in a little bit too much work and then now he has, you know, a, a bad back, whatever, whatever that means, like long term, I don't know. But, you know, another thing is like, if you look at, if you look at what LeBron does as far as his workouts, just because I think he's the best physical specimen you can look to. Um, and so, you know, any, any NBA player should be looking at what he does. I mean, he's 36 years old and seems to be in as good a shape as he's ever been. A lot of what LeBron does is injury prevention exercises and stability work and all these things. You, I, I don't think you could find a, a video of LeBron like bench pressing 200 pounds. Uh, but I did see a video of Porter this summer bench pressing 225, which is like, that's really impressive. Um, but it's just like not something that even like translates to basketball or is necessary unless you're, you know, trying to be like a Dwight Howard enforcer. And so, um, you know, the reason I bring this up is just because I think that I'm, I'm sure the Nuggets have like an incredible training staff and I just... I think like going forward, I hope that he's given a little bit more guidance in the off season on what to do and, and how to rehab his body. Because I, I just from the limited things I've seen, I don't necessarily think that um, he was doing everything optimally, but that's just my opinion. So Mike, any, any thoughts on that? No, that, that all seems right. I used to hate lifting weights when I was trying to like, you know, make shots. So I don't, I don't know how you do both at the same time. And my arms could never figure that out. Also, I was never strong. So that could be it too. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like a famous video of Kevin Durant when he came out of college and he wasn't able to lift 135 pounds on the bench press. And I'm sure he could do, you know, well above that now. But it's really just not something that's necessary, especially when you're a spot-up shooter. Um, I'm sure Jeff Green and and some of these guys can can really pound the weights. But when you know your specialty is knocking down threes, um, it's just not really something that that's needed. And yeah, and therefore, like, why why even do it? But all right, let's. Um, anything else before we look ahead? No, it's a pretty fun slate of games. I had uh, Thursday and Friday back-to-back home games against the Joel Embiid-less 76ers and the uh, the super-hot Chicago Bulls. Uh, one day of rest, and then the Suns on the road. Um, the Then one day of rest and the Trailblazers. Uh, and then... That will take us into Thanksgiving break. Yep. Cool. So we got four games there. Oh, I'm so I'm I'm bummed. I will not be able to make the Bulls game, which might be the the hottest game of the year. But I will be in attendance Sunday night in Phoenix, which will be really fun. Uh, I'm really excited for that one. So Lord, I didn't yeah. even know you were doing that. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, shout out to Brad if he's listening. We will. Uh, we're going to the game with him. So, all right, four games, four, four tough games. Mike, what do you, what do you think? 
Two and two. All right. And which which two which two do we win? Uh, I think that we beat the seventy sixers on Thursday. Uh, I think Thrill's gonna come back and get about thirty four points. Uh Monte's gonna ch- probably chip in fifteen to twenty and Jokic will do thirty and everybody else will fill in from there. Um I don't know I don't know if we can do it against the Bulls. That'll be interesting. It'll be uh, interesting to see like who who's healthy for them or whatever. Um and how they match up with Jokic. Uh that that's gonna be tough. That one might be a loss. I think the Suns uh, on the road is very tough, and they've got the uh, the Nate curse going. So I, <laughs> I expect I've never I expect won a road game. To, <laughs> I, I expect them to lose uh, because of the Nate curse, and then the Trailblazers are hot ass garbage and will certainly <laughs> be demolished again. Um, I mean, they might have a chip on their shoulder and Dame will definitely be back, but um, that probably won't be enough. The uh, the only chips on Nurkic's shoulder are like Tostitos or whatever brand yeah. of chips he's eating. He he could not <laughs> care less about trying against oh, Jokic. <laughs> he looks ruffled, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm going to go three and one. I think... I think we find out Sunday that the Nate curse is actually a Mike curse. And so could be. be. Um, The Bulls game is going to be tough. I was trying to look at their schedule. If they're on a back-to-back as well, they probably aren't though. Um, But yeah, I think we either win three or four. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling extra confident. Just the way Jokic is playing. I was I was wrong last time. I said three and two, and we went five and zero. Oh. So, I you know, maybe it's your time to be wrong. Maybe the Nuggets team will just keep winning, and they'll make me get super confident. If you look at the matchup ahead, I think you'd probably say the Seventy Sixers at home without Embiid is the easiest matchup. Um, so therefore, I think it's going to be the hardest for us, and I think we we roll with the other three at okay. least. Yep. All right, bro. Anything else? No, that's it. I'm I'm just like I'm like I said, this is a pretty fun, pretty fun stretch of the schedule coming up. A lot of road games. Um after this back to back and you know, it it'll just be fun to kind of see more of of what these guys are and, and who this team's gonna be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, nine of our next 12 games are on the road so it uh yeah definitely some really fun games ahead looking forward to it cool all righty go nugs later later